Welcome to the Insights Podcast by the UNSW Law Society. In this episode, we chat with the 2023 presidents of the Society, Matt and Shanse, about their roles and how you can make the most of your law school experience. Um, before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people, the traditional custodians of the land upon which this podcast is recorded, and to pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Thank you, Matt and Shanse, for joining us today. Um, personally, I've always believed that what defines a great co-presidency is synergy, how compatible your leadership styles are and how well you know each other. Um, so before we begin, let's play a quick game to test how close you really are. And what song do you think your co-president has on repeat? I reckon Matt probably has his own voice on repeat because he likes to break out in song during our meetings. <laughs> that, does, that doesn't happen, but... That sure. happens, that okay. happens. Uh, I reckon Shanze likes anything Taylor Swift on Heck repeat. Heck yeah, I do. Right? Wow. I love Taylor Swift. What's your favourite Taylor Swift song? Um, probably The Best Day. It always puts me in a good mood. It's from her very, very first album. Interesting. One last question to wrap it up. Um, do you think your co-president <laughs> is an indoor or an outdoor person? <laughs> Matt's probably an indoor person. He recently just got a standing desk. So Real. probably wants to use that. Oh, I just sit there playing with it, pressing up and down. It's, it's pretty cool. But, um, I'd say Shanze is probably an outdoor person. Um, recently moved to the beach. So, yeah. you know, I'd say that, that, that warrants being an outdoor person, you know, wanting to be by the beach all the time. So, yeah. Mm, wow. All right. Um, now we'll move on to the more, more serious, serious questions. questions. At uni, uh, you're both law school presidents and um, obviously students as well. Um, both of you guys, uh, I assume, have lives outside of uni. Um, what are some things you like to do? kind of hobbies, extracurriculars, or any part-time jobs to fill in the time? Um, I think Matt was right. Um, I love the beach, so I spend a lot of my time, or as much as I can, there. Um, as an outdoorsy person, I love to go on hikes as well, um, whenever I find the time. And recently, on Saturdays, I've started this thing where I wake up super, super early, 4.40 a.m., to be Whoa. specific, Whoa. and run, um, do the hill-like circuit. Around Bonda, uh, around Bronte oh, Beach. Wow. How many yeah. weeks have you done that for? I've done it for three, but one of them I was at law camp, and the other one I blame my midterms because I did not want to wake up early. Fair, fair enough. Fair. fair enough. What about you, Matt? So I'm actually not a big fan of the beach, so <laughs> you know um, you won't catch me around there. But I guess in my free time, I've recently I, I bought a pizza oven, um, so I've been trying to you know make my own dough, knead my own dough, and then. You know, sourcing the best ingredients and then um, you know I enjoy the process um, I guess getting the the pizza in the oven you know you've only got like 60 seconds to get it perfect otherwise it starts burning or it's undercooked so it's quite a, a fine art that I that I like to kind of explore but you know that's what keeps me busy at the moment yeah well that's you fair. can you can definitely tell that Matt's an indoor person and Shanse is an outdoor person <laughs> it is, it's, an, it's an outdoor pizza oven though <laughs> I do like to cook, so there's some overlap. All right, moving on to the next question. So what made you decide to join Law Sock in the first place and what position were you in initially? For me, my first interaction with Law Sock was probably Law Camp um, and that was in my first year. And I got to speak to quite a few people who were involved in Law Sock then and it really um, made me excited for the idea to one day be in their positions as well. So I think that's where my interest first sparked and obviously love Law Sock because I'm here today. Yeah, so my journey with Law Sock's been a bit different. Um, I also went on first year law camp, Shanze and I are in the same year. Um, and then at the end of my first year, I applied for Law Sock actually. I applied to be um, in the marketing team and actually got rejected. So 
that's kind of my story there. Um, the year after, I decided to see how much I could get involved at uni, um, in every aspect really. But in Lawsup, uh, there was a new position called the media um, in the media team, and I found that my skills were quite similar to, you know, film and and photography, which is something that I was interested in the year before, but didn't really quite fit the marketing team. Um, and so I applied for that, and um, last year in 2022, I was around. And I got to see a lot of different, uh, different facets of the Law Society, you know, just kind of being a fly on the wall um, and watching people, you know, and watching people with so much passion kind of go through all these events and, and run them um, for, the, for the greater student body. Um, during that year, I also was a Law Camp leader and that's actually where I got to meet Shanze a bit more. Um, and so that was quite a, I'll say, a formative experience but a really rewarding one as well. So that's kind of my, I guess, journey and how I first got started with Law Sort. Definitely. Um, it's great to see you bounce back from adversity to be where you are now. And um, so you mentioned you were in media, Matt, and I understand that Shanze, you were the vice president of education. Um, do you think those roles kind of prepared you well for the role of president? Yeah, I think definitely. For me, um, it was really good to understand how cabinet worked. So with LawSoc, um, cabinet is the vice presidents, um, the presidents, the secretary and the treasurer. Um, so understanding what our processes were, why certain decisions are made, how certain decisions are made, I think that's very important knowledge to go into the role. But I think also Matt's um, background has provided a, a different perspective for us to both discuss when we are making decisions about the society and about our members. So Yeah, I'd say that, you know, being only in the society for one year as opposed to Shanze as two and not having been in cabinet um, is, is quite rare. Like, you don't normally have... Uh, presidents from different backgrounds who weren't in cabinet the year before. Um, and I guess in that sense, Shanze is exactly right. It's provided us with a very, I guess, two very beneficial perspectives that help us create like um, the best possible outcomes for our for our members, really. And that's, that's what we're here for. Um, and I guess on a more personal level, you know, with the media side of things, um, you know, I got to learn more about LawSoc, but also, I guess, talking to a camera and being able to talk in public are kind of very transferable skills um, that I did kind of learn with things like off the record last year so um, I definitely think it has helped me um, you know for this journey and I think Shanze and I um, really make a great team because of our differences but also our similarities. Definitely yeah. Yeah well so that now that you're like the LawSoc president can you also explain to us um, what LawSoc like what a LawSoc president really do like yeah. Um, I'll start off Heather and then Shanze you can fill in the gaps. Okay. So, um, you know it was a very for me at least it was a role that I didn't understand all the intricacies going in because obviously I hadn't been exposed to the same level as others um, but more broadly you know we are there to kind of liaise and correspond and, and so uh, we are really our support players for all the vice presidents the treasurer and the secretary for them to do their jobs we are here to support them in everything they do um, all their events um, we are there as their kind of point of contact if anything goes wrong um, or if, if they need advice or if they just need us to be there or, or help out or do anything really um, on top of that, we manage a lot of... Uh, LawSoc is a registered charity. So in that sense, we are, you know, do have legal obligations to ACNC um, in, that, in that regard. And also uh, we manage the sponsorship drive that happens at the beginning, over the, over the beginning of the year and at the end of last year um, to kind of uh, help LawSoc operate. And, you know, that obviously requires um, funding. So, yeah, that, that is where our kind of job... Uh, fits in, yeah. 
Yeah, and then outside of that, it's also a lot of people management and relationship management. So Matt mentioned our sponsorships. So of course, making sure our sponsors are happy and making sure that um, we're communicating well and handling anything that they have for us. Um, and then in terms of people management, of course, we're managing cabinet, but we're also responsible for how our entire executive is feeling. So for those who don't know, there's over 130 um, executives in Lawsock this year, yeah. So there's a lot of people and with that, there's also a lot of um, risk management involved, a lot of decision making involved. Um, basically just being there ready to answer and ready to support um, whoever, whenever. So our Slack always pops off on our phones. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Definitely. It does. And I guess when you're managing so many people, so many competing timelines, um, what would you say is the most challenging aspect of your role? I think for me personally, although I got a glimpse of it last year as vice president, um, personally the challenge has been when to stop and when to continue because LawSoc can go 24-7 and it does go 24-7, um, but I think it's important that you try and find the time to stop it and sleep and stop thinking about it and then start again the next day because also if you don't rest, you're not going to make the right decisions and you're not going to have the best outcomes if decisions aren't made correctly as well. So I'd say that's probably a big challenge. Yeah, um, I'd say also just staying on top of everything. You know, uh, LawSoc has over 200 events per year. Uh, this week alone, we have about 10, 10 plus. So, you know, being up to date um, and once again, you know, being in contact with the relevant vice presidents um, to make sure that we're there to support them and whatever they need um, is kind of the main, one of the big, the big challenges, one of those things that um, doesn't, doesn't keep us awake at night, mm -hmm. obviously. But yeah, um, it's definitely one of those challenges uh, that comes along with it. Yeah, and I think on that, what we went into this year, like the goal that we went into this year with was making sure that we were on top of everything and making sure that we knew everything that's happening because if there are 130 people all wanting to achieve certain things in their roles and all wanting to run different initiatives, we didn't want it to be like, okay, people are doing this and we don't know about it or we don't know how we can support people. We want to be on top of it all and we want to know what's going on and we want to be really involved in leading this society and managing what's going on. So I think with that, yeah, those challenges do arise sometimes, but it goes back to us being motivated to do that as well, which is good. Definitely. Um, and when you kind of are managing those kind of different expectations and you mentioned there's over 130 executives and each one of those, uh, each one of them has a different goal. Um, do you find it hard to kind of balance that with your own life as a student or your own personal life? I think, again, it probably comes down to practice. So obviously there's weeks where balance is worse than other weeks. Yeah. Um, and that just happens with life in general, I would say. Like, yeah. no matter what you're doing, there's always going to be some times where you are managing things really well and there's going to be some times where you're not. So I think it comes down to, or at least what I've learned to do with myself, is it comes down to being forgiving of when you aren't on top of it all, but making sure that you do try to get on top of it all rather than just letting everything turn into a landslide. Yeah, I think with a lot of these things at uni, um, especially at UNSW, a lot of these societies can become part of your personality, which is uh, definitely, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that here. Um, but I, yeah, like, like Shanze said, part like letting it, I guess, not consume you negatively. Um, definitely, I guess, passion is what drives us all. Mm -hmm. um, but recognising when maybe it becomes more of a... Um, 
not necessarily a job, but more, you know, it becomes more rigorous when it, when it becomes like something you just need to keep doing, keep doing. Um, so I think what, I guess, keeps us motivated is remembering why we did this, right? Exactly. We did this for the students. Um, and I think keeping that in the back of our mind, knowing that whatever we do and whatever, whatever we do and with the people that we're working with, like such as yourselves, um, the ultimate goal is to provide the best experience for those students. So um, I think I can speak on, speak on behalf of us that that keeps us driving um, every day. Yeah, definitely. And like, yes, it is like having a full-time job on top of your uni commitments and your work commitments or whatever. But yeah, Matt's right. If you are motivated, it doesn't feel like work. And like you hear people say, if you love what you do, it's not work. Yeah. Um, and to an extent, LawSoc is definitely like that because we do enjoy the fun and also the hard things that come with the responsibility as with anything in life. Yep. So building up, building up from that, um, you mentioned a lot about, I guess, time management and just working with more than 130 executives on board as well. So what are some tips regarding, I guess, time management and communication can you pass on to the students and the viewers at home as well? I think communication is a very, very big thing, like you mentioned, when you have so many people in your team and they all have competing priorities sometimes or they all have differing priorities sometimes. It's really important that everyone understands where your point of view lies and where the other person's point of view lies. So making sure that you are letting someone know when something's changed, having those meetings all of the time, um, talking about things after initiatives have finished, so reflecting on how events have gone, any feedback that, that's been received, things like that. I think just making sure that you're really understanding all facets of a situation, because once you do that, you can also preempt any um, issues that may arise and also be proactive in the way that you are running a team. Yeah, so I mean, when it comes to time management and I guess communication is very much linked to time management because um, even communication with yourself is very important, like knowing when you are able to, I guess, put your foot on the gas and when you should kind of reel back in, really listening to yourself. So I guess time management and well-being all kind of fits together in a way. Um, I think one thing that I always remember is, especially with time management and especially when I, I obviously we have a lot of tasks to manage um, and when maybe we spend too much time on one, we kind of lose track of the others. But I think one thing is that, you know, uh, when, it, when it gets hard, nothing, nothing worth doing is ever, ever really easy, right? Mm. Um, and I guess with that comes sacrifices to other things, but that is a sacrifice that we do take upon ourselves with, with a lot of, um, I guess, it is such a privilege to be, be able to do this, right? Um, for the, uh, I guess, for the, for the society. Um, and so in that sense, I guess when it comes to time management, it's, I find that time blocking is really good. Um, setting aside time to work on things like LawSoc or your uni or other, other things or even your hobbies, you know. Um, like we said before, it's very easy to get kind of consumed by, by these kinds of uh, volunteering things because, because most of the people that do these things are, are so passionate about what they're trying to do. Um, and so I find that time blocking and even blocking time for when you should relax. And I, I find one thing is it's better to, you know, um, let's say this, it's better to sleep rather than lay in bed and on your phone, right? Um, so I think that's one thing that I, I sometimes, if I'm gonna do one thing, I'm gonna do it all the way, I'm not gonna do it at all. Mm. So there's no point on just like, um, you know, doing something halfway and then feeling terrible after like, if I'm gonna sit in my phone, I'm gonna waste time and then I'm going to feel bad after like, I'm gonna have a headache or something. So I think it's things like that where really focus, focus your time um, and don't do something not 100% because then you're just wasting your time really, aren't you? 
Mm. Um, so I think setting your time in blocks and then when you're doing it, you're doing that 100%. Um, when you're not doing it, you're, you're, doing, you're not doing that 100% as well. You're just yeah. off, off the clock. So I think that definitely has helped us as well. Yeah, and I think also like um, doing this thing that I call a stock take um, of like where your time is going because I think a lot of us fall into the habit of saying we have no time, we have no time, we have no time for ourselves, we don't have time to study. But you realise that there's so many hours in a day and like, what's Matt's, like what Matt was saying, if you set time to do something do that 100% because if you don't then that's where you lose your hours um, so like for example if you are coming home and you're you've had a long day or whatever set that time to like rest before you start whatever uni work or whatever else you have to do because if you don't rest properly you're not going to want to do the uni work and then that whole evening's gone Definitely, yeah. yeah and I guess I find on top of that sorry um, <laughs> just to keep going like um, always being prepared is one of, prepared is one of those things as well so obviously like we said, use 100% of your time. But I find that even during the day when I have like maybe five or 10 minutes in between certain things, like maybe I'm in between classes, those kinds of things, I normally like to um, get my phone out or just get the task out, read it or jot down a few notes and I can look at that later on in the day. So I'm ready mm -hmm. for that when it comes to it. So even even in that, like finding time is, is actually not that hard um, in reality. Like there's, there's time everywhere. You just need to know how to, I guess, focus in on it and use it properly. Um, and it does pay dividends. Like five or 10 minutes, six times during the day is like one hour, you know? Um, and that's an hour of work that you could, is just dead time that you didn't use. So those kinds of things also, also add up as well. Another thing, sorry. Yeah, when you said that, when you are doing something, what I find is half the time there's so much going on in my brain that mm -hmm. I am trying to concentrate on one task, but I can't. So I've started creating these dump pages. So I have a uni dump page, a life dump page, a law sock dump page, whatever. And when I am working on, a uni assignment or a uni task, for example, when I have law sock th thoughts come in, I just write it on my dump page and like what Matt's saying, you can reflect back on it later um, and not have to think about it and not try and remember it as you're doing something else. That's very interesting because I feel like I find myself always complaining as well. Like I don't have, I have, like I don't have enough time to do this, or like oh, there's only 24 hours a day. But then after listening to what you guys just meant, like said, um, it is very interesting. Like you have a new insight into saying, oh, like there is a lot of time in a day. Mm -hmm. And the dump, like the uni dump, like kind of work dump and stuff, is very cool as well. Because you know, I find myself when I'm working on one task, I always have these other things going in my brain, like oh, something else happened, like something else is popping up in my head, and I feel like sometimes I lose concentration, yeah. and then. I don't know where I can like write my stuff in but it's very interesting that you can that you mentioned that tip up because I feel like I'm actually going to start doing that too and I guess we all feel like this um, especially when you're moving from high school to university and especially law school as well um, a lot of us are pretty clueless at first um, so what are some things you wish you knew in your first year or maybe your first two years a lot <laughs> a lot you know um, at least for me I feel like I've how do I say this in a way that doesn't make me sound dumb. Like, I feel like I've, I've never really truly um, made the transition into high school, university. Um, I feel like I'm still learning about myself every day and still trying to figure it out. So I guess one lesson, and there's a few other lessons that, that I have, but we'll get, maybe we'll alternate. But like, um, I think the first lesson is, that, is knowing that it's okay to figure it out as you go. Um, you are still young and for the most part healthy and you will, you know, work work these things out as you go like that's okay like um you know i guess our our adult brains aren't really fully formed until we're we're out until the reality is until we're out of out of out of university um so it's okay to i guess experiment with who you are and 
and, and find what works for you and what you enjoy. Because the reality is there's no other time in your life where you'll be able to do this. Um, and so in that sense, make, make mistakes, take risks and, and find what you love because there's no other time in your life where you'll be able to do that. Definitely, yeah. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I feel like a lot of us kind of up, like pressure ourselves into being like, oh, we need to know everything by third year or by fourth year and like in our first two years of university. I don't know what's going on. I'm <laughs> in fourth year. I think that's very true. I don't think anyone has it figured out. Even when you leave out of university, you speak to people who are in their careers or who are doing whatever they love and you ask them how they get there or what they've done or how they figured it out, no one has it figured out. You're never going to figure it out, but you need to find solace in that. Um, and I think if you, if like you do what Matt said, you do try out everything um, and make the most of the opportunities around you, you'll learn so much about yourself and what you wanna do and that will just take you places um, organically. And I think that's something that I would say is like take a hold of all of the opportunities around you when you're in your first year. So do those mooting competitions, even though you might be intimidated, do negotiations, do put your hand up in class and say something stupid because no one actually really cares. But if you build those habits when you're young and when you're impressionable and when you can learn and when you can make mistakes, you'll be more confident throughout the rest of your degree. So. Although I did try out mooting in my first year, I wish I had done it again because I would have probably had the confidence built up yeah. to do it later in school. Whereas um, I did that with some other things and that helped me. So like I would say just keep at the things that you want to do and keep at new things as well. Yeah, and I, and I think on top of that, like, like building off of that, take every opportunity that comes your way, not just in your first year, but as they come throughout mm. your whole degree. And although, you know, LawSoc is here to support every law student here, look outside of your degree. Look at these volunteering programs at, at the university. It's very unique. There aren't many um, universities that offer this broad range of opportunities that you can get involved with. Um, sports, you know, volunteering, all those kinds of things. Um, and I guess on top of that, you never know where it will lead you, especially I can speak on my behalf. Like, um, there was a point in my, in my time at university where I felt like I was behind in, in terms of, um, getting involved and, and like learning about these things and learning about my career and things like that, um, and and it's taken me on quite a journey in these last in this last year. You know, um, I, I don't know if this will ruin the way you think about me, but I really did fall into uh, law soc presidency. Um, it definitely was not by design or part of my plan at all, um, but it has been one of the greatest opportunities that I've been able to take on at university simply because. Uh, maybe maybe 18 months ago, I put my hand up and decided that I wanted to get involved and actually make something of my time here. Because I think one mistake that maybe a lot of us fall into is that maybe I feel like I'm not good enough. Um, you know, I'll do that when it comes to it. You know, one day I'll just fall into that kind of thing. But if you're not willing to put one foot in front of the other, mm -hmm. you know, eventually one, one day you'll look up from your feet and, realize, and look behind you and you realise the path behind you is so much further than you thought it would be already. Um, and so, yeah, even though, I, even though I guess this example isn't that good because I said I fell into the presidency, um, you know, all of those things, I, I guess kind of, you know, it's not about being the best and it's not about, um, it's, be, it's not about being the best, it's about being your best and it's mm -hmm. about being at the right place at the right time sometimes. And yeah, I think that's, that's defined a lot of my life here at uni. No, I think that's very true. Like I could say the same in terms of LawSoc, for example, when I applied for directorship, although I was successful in my first round, I had initially ap applied for a portfolio education that I really, really wanted to get into, but I was rejected for that. 
and I was offered the marketing director position. And I took that on board and I'm so grateful for it because I made some of my bestest friends from that portfolio. Um, and then when the vice president education opportunity came along, I went for it because I knew that I had learned so much in that year, even though I thought going into it, I probably wouldn't, but I had. And then I was able to come back to a role that I thought I probably couldn't do until I did it. And even stepping into this role, I still, I still am shocked that I got my marketing director role back in first year. Um, so even to comprehend this, like you are going to doubt yourself, but like Matt was saying, if you put one foot in front of the other, like you will get to places that you can only hope that you can get to. You just have to have faith in yourself and echoing Matt, um, be the best version of yourself that you can be. Yeah, and it's sort of like a lot of people study commerce here, so I'll say like it's like compound interest really. Um, <laughs> in a way, like... Nerd. And, and it goes back to, you know, being young. Um, you only get these years once and, um, you know, you never know what fortune or opportunity will, be, will become of like an opportunity that you get. Um, even, for example, like things like misfortune, like uh, this is a very, you know... Um, you know, this example is not that like huge scale, but like getting rejected from law stock, I could have stopped there. Mm. Um, and that would have maybe, I wouldn't have ended up where I am now. You know, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have met some of the, the greatest people that I know. Um, and, and, you know, um, and, and in all aspects of your life, like your health, you can really do a lot for your future health by day after day after day. It all adds up to success and it'll pay you dividends at the, at, in the, as you grow older. Um, in every aspect of your life, whether it be you open the textbook on the f in the first week and you start reading there, that, that's going to help you, uh, I think. <laughs> in case you can tell, Matt's major is finance. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyway, so like I said, like, I guess it goes back to being prepared and just knowing that everything adds up, whether you see it or not. Um, you will set yourself up for a life of, of prosperity if you, if you choose to start the journey now. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And especially since a lot of students deal with, I guess, imposter syndrome. Yeah, and for sure. I was yeah, going to mention that they're too. They're very kind yeah. of scared like, to yeah, take. Especially law students, yeah. um, because you are surrounding yourself with a lot of bright students around you. You definitely have, you fall into that trap of like imposter syndrome, thinking that you're not good enough. But yeah, like I agree with both of you guys that um, it is okay and like just to give it a go and maybe it will lead to where what Matt said, like down now he's the president for Law Sock, yeah. Imposter syndrome is a very, very big thing and I'm, I'm sure, I think I know that we both suffer from it and a lot of people, like you said, do. And I think it comes back to reminding yourself of what you have done and what you've learnt because I think for me, a lot of the times, like I was saying before, like I couldn't believe my marketing director role and I haven't even like processed this role. It's because I feel like, you know, oh, maybe I shouldn't be here or I was just, I was just here and it happened. Um, but yeah, like you do set yourself up echoing what Matt was saying because you do work at little things by little things and you are supposed to be where you are and you are um, the right person for whatever you are doing. I think you have to remind yourself of one, why you are doing what you're doing, what you have learnt from doing the position that you're doing or the task that you're doing or the subject that you're doing, whatever it is. I think the more you reflect, the more you can overcome your imposter syndrome. And it won't really, I don't think, ever go away. But I think if you can speak to yourself about it, you learn more about yourself and also how to overcome that syndrome. Yeah. I mean, like, prove it to yourself every day that you are you are where you want, want to be. And I guess on top of that, like, 
it comes back to, you know, imposter syndrome, you know, because you're always chasing the next goal, right? That's why we all feel it. And, and every loss, every person here is successful. Um, you've made it this far. And I think in saying that, things like um, compassion, empathy come a long way and just recognising the journey um, that you've been on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, and in saying this, I think um, I am someone who, who has had a lot of chances taken on them. And, and I guess, look how far I've come. I never thought I'd be capable of any of these things. Um, and then now it is my job, and I'm sure Shanze feels the same way, to give back and to show people that you can be whatever you want to be. Um, just, just go out and, and, and prove it and, and do it and prove it to yourself most importantly. Um, and I think part, part of why we did this was because we want to show um, whoever, whoever doubts themselves or whoever feels like they're not good enough that they are and they, they can go and do it. Mm. You always have to take, take a chance on yourself because no one else is going to do it for you either. So remember that. Definitely, yeah, that was really great advice. That's actually really good quotes. That was yeah, actually yeah, really good quotes. That was so deep, yeah. like, wow, that was so deep. Um, yeah, I guess we'll move on to some more, like, more chill, chill questions. Not so much chill, but again, like, we, were, we asked some of these questions to last year's presidents, but we feel like it will be very nice to hear what you guys have in mind as well. Um, the first question that we asked was, how do you prevent burnout as a law student? Because um, a lot of us, I feel like we do experience burnouts every now and then. Um, with Yeah. So how, how do you, as, you know, in fourth year now, um, prevent burnout as a law student? I think that it happens a lot. And I think every time I think, okay, I've prevented one burnout, doesn't mean the next one's prevented. So I think you have to change your approach every time as well. And you have to, again, communicate with yourself and think about what you're doing and think about what you're saying yes to and think about what you're taking away from. Because if you don't think of those things, that's when burnout happens. So if you don't recognize like, okay, maybe I'm not sleeping properly because of X, Y, Z, or maybe I'm not Um, exercising or maybe I'm not doing something that I enjoy whatever it is if you don't check in with yourself you're never going to prevent it from happening because you don't know that it's coming so I think having those regular check-ins like weekly check-ins daily check-ins whatever it is just think about where your time's going and whether you are happy spending your time in a certain thing or whether you're utilizing your time properly as well and that's not to say to that you have to be productive all the time I think for me when I was a little bit younger and I think I still do it now, I would get burnt out because I would think that I was not going to get burnt out if I was productive all the time. So if you are produ- if you are chasing to be productive all the time, you're gonna burn out too. So you have to make sure that like, you're using your time wisely, but that's not the same as being productive. You know what's very interesting? Um, I always thought that like, if I put a lot of things on my plate like if I do a lot of things I won't be burnt out like mm. because I'm going to be so productive that I'll forget about the idea of being burning mm. out but you know what I found like where that lies upon like why I'm always so tired or where I'm always so like burning out because I feel like I've also just put a lot of things on my plate thinking that I can do everything yeah and when you do put so much on your plate you're bound to procrastinate because mm. you subconscious your subconscious takes o- over and wants to have a break but then procrastination is also not a break because you're still thinking about all the things on your to-do list. Yeah. I mean, the way I like to look at it is, it's like, have you ever played Street Fighter? It's like, um, yeah. you know, you know the, the stamina bar and you like, every time you hit and stuff, it goes down a little bit. But like, <laughs> okay, well, why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> but then if you, if you exhaust all of it and use like your special move, it goes to zero and it takes twi- twice or three times as long yeah. to go back up to where it was before, right? Mm-hmm. And it's exactly the same with what you, what you do with your life and how you spend your time, right? 
if you if you're not constantly managing i guess your well-being and, and your kind of burnout let's call it a burnout bar okay um if, if you if you if it just keeps getting chipped away and you don't recover it there it's going to take a long lot longer when you're at zero to get back to where you were before mm-hmm. so i think it's always being mindful of that and like kind of managing your 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 mental energy as you as you go through um every day because um and i think a big part of it is maybe maybe even reflecting on like days like i, I like to go home and just think about the day like it goes back to appreciating the moment right mm-hmm. and, and um just understanding everything that's happened and being grateful for all those things you know um it is a privilege to even uh, why i keep going deep for but you know <laughs> like um privilege to do a lot of this, these things and uh things can always be a lot a lot worse so you know it's just nice to be able to have those and then uh, think about what you have and then and then take a bit of a break and then get back to it but mm. never let yourself just get caught up in everything and also after you've had a moment of burnout don't just and i think i did this and i would say still do this a lot is once i do feel like i've burnt out or i am burning out i just go okay whatever i've just got to get it done and i go into that mode and even that mode isn't productive because you're not preventing any burnout from happening in the future because you haven't thought about why you burnt out in that moment in the first place. So if you get into the habit of reflecting on why you burnt out when you did, Mm -hmm. you'll make steps or you'll take steps to not have that happen again. Um, So I think that can also prevent burnout. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny because I think before this, before what you said, I was always in the mentality like, oh, I don't don't burn out. Like I don't, like I just have to do a lot of things. I just have to be productive, finish everything and then forget about it. And then only for it to happen again and do the same thing and forget about it and it happening again. It's like a constant sprint. If you're constantly sprinting, you're gonna run out. You're run out of stamina. Yeah. (laughs) The burnout bar. (laughs) I guess the next question, um, so I guess a lot of people kind of consider this the case where people only open their mouths in law class to get class participation. Um, so as a result, it's pretty difficult to make friends mm-hmm. inside class. So I guess the question I'm asking you guys is, how would you go about making new friends or meeting new people at uni? <laughs> <laughs> I am Matt's only friend. It's not reciprocated. <laughs> um, I would say that be honest and be true to yourself because it like yeah sometimes class can be like okay well we're only here to put our hand up once or twice in the classroom and then get out and do our readings but it's really not like that and I think also if you're honest with the people around you about how you're feeling about where you're at with your workload you're going to be able to relate to everyone around you because I know for a fact no one in a single 40 plus person classroom is prepared all the time Everyone, some people come. Speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Some people come into class knowing that they're going to put their hand up about one specific topic. Some people come to class having done all of the readings, confident. Some people come to class having done all the readings, no idea what's going on. So I think just being honest with the people around you. What about um, no readings, no idea what's going on? Or no (laughs) readings, no idea what's going on. That happens too. Um, So. Like you just have to speak to the people around you, ask them how they're doing, ask them how they're feeling. And I think those conversations happen automatically and then that connection forms organically as well. So that was my experience in first year. I remember um, we were having to discuss one case by ourselves and someone on the table said, 
I don't even understand what this judgment says because half the time you are reading a judgment and you think the decision's going to be made one way and then you read held and it's a completely different way. Yeah. Um, so I think just bonding over that, everyone was able to open up and then those people are now my closest friends at uni. So Definitely, yeah. yeah. I think I had a very similar experience as well in my first year. Yeah, like everyone was just confused at some point in our first, I think first term of first year. And those people that I actually was partnered with became one of my closest friends, yeah. And also on that, there's people that don't find close friends within the classroom as well. Don't limit yourself to like, oh, if I haven't made friends in the classroom, then I'm not going to make friends with any law person or I'm not going to make friend any friends in this degree. Like, put yourself out there in other opportunities as well. Law sock is a very, very, very amazing, amazing thing. Um, and I think from that as well, I've been able to make a lot of friends because I've thrown myself into random opportunities that LawSoc has provided, whether it's attending an event or being part of the committee or whatever it is, there's always something where you can find someone who has similar ideals or values to you and you can call them a friend. Yeah, honesty goes a long way as well. Like exactly like that, being in the classroom and just being honest, I don't know what's going on. Like yeah. you'll find that a lot of people don't know what's going on. And, and you know, in certain circumstances like I guess it's partly like, you know, you sit next to some, some someone new and you're just waiting for them to say something or you, but sometimes you just need to be the one that mm. says it. Otherwise nothing's going to get done. And that's just the way life is. If you don't take action, nothing's going to get done. And so um, where was I going with that one? Anyway, you know. Um, in, in, Basically in, Matt has no friends, yeah, so okay. he doesn't know what to anyway, say for this. Anyway, I, just, I just sit there and I, I don't talk to the person <laughs> next to me. No, but like, you know, it, it's about it's about action, right? And and in on top of that, not just law stock, but in university and outside university, you know, whether it be sports clubs, other things, volunteering opportunities, those kinds of things. Um, you can really meet anyone anywhere. Uh, and that's the beauty of life, isn't it? You know, um, at the end of the day, the only thing that really matters, you know, is the work The work is nice and the work is hard, but the people are the only thing that, that kind of matter, right? You know, that, that's what keeps the world going around. And I'm sure you get to the end of your life and you'll realise that none, none of this work was, you know, Maybe really, maybe really added up to much because at the end of the day, the work is only there to benefit the people. There's very few, there's very like very few areas of work that don't benefit anyone, hmm. um, and so they all impacted someone at some point. And yeah, at, at the end of the day, it's just it's just the people you impact and the, and the people you met. Yeah, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think because you two kept mentioned talking about you know like not a lot of people go into the class not ha like haven't done the readings or like actually don't actually know what's understand like what's happening in class um and i feel like i in third year now as well like i get confused on like you know with my readings and i feel like aiden can probably relate to that too so how would you make notes because in third year now um i find myself struggling with making notes for my readings as well sometimes so how should you make notes for your readings and maybe during class as well mm -hmm. Um, it's been now you take this one away. four <laughs> years in our law degree and I would still say I haven't figured out the perfect way for me and I think I've now come to being content with that I will never find the perfect way. I think there's different things that work for different courses and certain courses um, are more policy based, other courses are more um, legislation based so like you know what tests you need to know you know what principles you need to know etc so I don't think there's one way to study or to look at your readings or to look at making notes um, and another thing that I learned and I learned a lot last year in my role as education VP because the education portfolio runs a lot of academic workshops um, and through that through listening to academics through listening to directors through planning different initiatives I learned so much about how to approach 
studies and how to approach my readings and how to approach classes. Um, so I would say really look at the resources around you and I wish that I had done that in first year because maybe I would have figured it out for certain courses faster than I am now. Um, so look at the resources around you, look at what actually works for you and what doesn't because the, the way that your friends study may not work for you. Doing um, notes in class may not work for you, just listening and trying to absorb and understand in that moment might be better than you trying to write down everything that the lecturer is saying. And also the way that you approach readings, try to, like everyone has a busy schedule, not everyone reads every single word in the reading list that you've been given. So think about what works. Like if skim reading works for you and you can pick up points by reading quickly, do that. Don't, don't think that you have to sit there for a few hours to read every single word and try and understand it. And sometimes um, looking at notes and then doing your readings might help you consolidate certain information better because sometimes textbooks aren't great and you don't know what they're saying. And doing vice versa also helps. So I think while you're young, <laughs> try out different ways. Look at the resources around you and then figure out what works for you and be kind to yourself when you feel like you haven't figured it out because sometimes that's just you being harsh on yourself. Yeah, there's, there's no perfect way to do it and we're not perfect either and recognizing that will, will take you a long way because uh, it always, I guess, in, in a sense, gives you a goal to chase. But like, yeah, exactly like Chanze said, you know, always innovate on what you're learning and what you're reading and, and the different techniques that you learn to, uh, used to learn. Um, and if you're always, I guess, not being harsh on yourself, but being critical on how you can learn more and how you can become better, you'll always uh, somehow end up there, for sure. Mm. Yeah. No, definitely. Those are really great insights, um, yeah. especially And me. one more hot yeah. tip. From last year, um, I realised that the Society does course revision workshops yes, at the do, end of yeah. every single term. They do? Yeah. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we do that. So go find those things. Yeah, I started watching the course videos um, of one course at the start of the course because I felt like it would help me understand the way that the course is structured because obviously in your final exam you're covering all if not most of the content. So those videos really explain how everything fits together. So having that knowledge at the start and then doing your readings or then looking at your reading guide helps to understand what this course actually is about and where your end goal would be. So try to do those things as well. Well, yeah, it's really helpful, um, especially for me. I feel like as the weeks pass on, the readings kind of get away from me. So <laughs> I think revising is definitely, and those revision workshops would be really helpful. And I guess um, one last question before we wrap up. Um, what would you say your vision for the society is in 2023? I'd say we have a lot of goals for 2023. Um, but one of them we were speaking about before is like making sure that we are supportive in the way that we're leading and making sure that we understand every single person's role in this society because there are so many people. There's over 130, like we said. So making sure that we know what each director is doing and it's not just one director's lost in the midst of everyone else. We don't want it to be like you're a cog in a machine. And I know sometimes LawSoc can be one of the more work heavy um, societies, but I think it comes back to thinking about why we're doing this and why you're doing it. And I think that will help you stay motivated, but also us understanding why you guys want to be doing what you're doing. You guys understanding why we want to be doing what we're doing. I think that um, really, that's one of our goals for 2023, so. Yeah. And something that goes, I guess, hand in hand is by putting well-being at the forefront. I think it's no, no secret that law students can be very hard on themselves and, and choose to always, I guess, grind away, as, as, as they'd say. 
Um, so we want to, I guess, remind, uh, I guess, our mem- uh, you know, the society that and the, and the people that we aim to help is that, you know, it's okay to take a break. It's like you don't have to be so hard on yourself. You know, this is the time to make mistakes, and um, your well-being should always um, be one of your main priorities. You know, if you if you don't have uh, good well-being or you're starting to burn out, you won't be able to do the other, have, you know, fulfill the other goals that you want to fulfill. Mm-hmm. Um, so through that, we've had a lot more initiatives, um, and I think even through. Our, our leadership team just putting that on the forefront for them for their I guess teams but also the wider community as well and outside of that even with sponsorships like a lot of our sponsorship talks have been about us promoting well-being and w- encouraging well-being events to be sponsored as well because obviously if you start at a grassroots level then someday somehow um, things will spread to a wider community so or I think that's interest finance bro <laughs> Um, Yeah, so I think just doing what we can to make the biggest change that we can with our two little hands. We have four hands (laughs) collectively. Um, But yeah, you know, like the reality is a lot of, uh, I guess, our vision for law school, like a lot of of these people, you know, you will all be the future of uh, the country in some way. We all are really, but especially you, um, you all. I guess the actions and the, and the things that are instilled here and the, the, the things that you practice now will carry over. And when it is your time to lead the country, um, you will and all those things that you've learned here will carry on there. So if we want to, uh, in a way, have a better future, um, you know, it all starts with us now. Mm-hmm. And that, inv- that involves, you know, obviously law society is, is you know, it can be quite work-related. Um, those connections may not be, um, in a sense, transactional sometimes, but we want to... Uh, I guess perpetuate like genuine connections, going out there and actually making friends, um, doing those kinds, of, getting involved at the events, and um, just at least for me, I, I you know try not to take yourself too serious too seriously. You know, we're all just human at the end of the day. We may as well have fun, and um, you know I encourage you to not take yourself too seriously either because um, that's when you really I guess get to pe- get to know people the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And outside of that, our vision for 2023 also goes to making sure that we're providing as many opportunities as we can for all types of law students. So that means diversifying the initiatives that we have um, proposed for 2023, diversifying what sponsors we take on board and what sponsorship opportunities um, we put out as well. So yeah, just doing what we can. And today we had our careers fair um, and so that's why we're dressed like this. Yeah, that's why we're, we're dressed. We're not normally like, we don't walk around the world like this. <laughs> um, we had our careers for it and um, one of our goals was to make sure that there's career opportunities for younger students as well because what we found going through our first three, four years was although there are amazing opportunities for career development and professional development, sometimes they were much more focused to the older years than they were the younger years. Um, and we wanted to make sure that we were emphasising to students that the careers opportunities that are around you, make sure that you are attending when you're young as well, as well as when you're older and you are thinking about graduating and graduate roles and whatever else. Um, and a lot of the firms today said, oh, there were a lot more second years and first years than we were anticipating or a lot more younger students than older students, which honestly is nice to hear because that's, that was one of our goals, to make sure that students um, who are younger are getting in contact with those firms and with those opportunities as well. Yeah, that they feel welcome to do so as well. We, we've actually never talked about this, but I'd, I'd say our vision kind of comes down to like three words, like opportunity, mm. um, probably equity, mm. and maybe 
future thinking, Hi- hyphen in between those two words. So it's technically <laughs> three words. Innovative thank you <laughs> definitely yeah those are really great goals and i guess yes we look forward to the year ahead that about wraps us up for today mm-hmm. um, once again thank you matt and shanze mm-hmm. for joining us on the podcast um if you like this if you like this episode um you can find us on youtube or spotify um, or maybe find us on linkedin if you can find us or around the law building yes if you can find two people dressed up in suits no it know, will no, not no. be us <laughs> i'm in a hoodie most time so is matt Please do come say hi. We're not yeah. scary. Yeah, not not at all. Yeah, just come come say hello to us. Like, I'm I'm not a scary guy. <laughs> me either. Yeah. If you see me in real life, I'm probably shorter than I look now. 